Hello there, welcome back to the Eurovision Rewind podcast. This is part two of our Rewind on the Eurovision Song Contest of the year 1975. You can go check out part one. It came out last week. It's on the podcast feed. We are starting it back up this week with Malta. So uh, enjoy the podcast. Enjoy the show. Have a good one. Oh boy. All right. Are we, is it time to move on? Malta. Yeah, I think so. Oh, hell yeah. We're talking about Malta. Song number 10. Get into it. It's um, Renato with the song Singing This Song. Nothing will change what had to be done. It just happened to be. Take your troubles and make fun. You'll enjoy it, you'll see. So do listen to me. Whatever your trouble may be. <laughs> what a dumb and not name. to yeah this is <laughs> dumb is a good way to describe this song and also not to um distract from the song itself but we have to talk about the outfit first we just have to yes, yes we do this crochet fringe i don't even know what it's like a weird like crochet button-up shirt with an interesting collar it's like someone's gay grandma made it for someone who just came out <laughs> Yes, <laughs> with a with a bell bottom pants. Oh, yeah, with the bell bottom pants. Oh man, that is quite. I feel like "gay" is a good word for the song too. <laughs> Dumb and gay. But it's it's gay in both senses of the word. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it's even gay in the sense of like rain. The 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 when he goes to the backing vocalist, it makes a rainbow. <laughs> They're all wearing different colored T-shirts. Oh, this was cracking me up. I love this. Like I love Same. this dude more than I. I the song, sure. Songs, songs, fine. Songs, songs, decent. Songs, a good song. The guy that's performing it is great. Love Renato. Yeah, he's giving me like, it might just be the cover, the color, but it's very, very loose, Gildo vibes. Just like oh. in the in the great the good stage presence and the sort of like unrelenting positivity that he em- emits I like I I think he's great I the song yeah. is a good Eurovision song the performance I, I mean b- given that we would see much more intricate and like planned out performances in the future this is a good performance this is a great performance so yeah also he has a fun accent <laughs> uh, his accent is fun the coordination of the backup singers like all with the same pants and then different colored shirts with like neon trim totally something that you could see on some like instagram baddies you know page <laughs> like that is straight out of current trends or rather current trends are straight out of that yeah. the song itself uh i mean you two seem to be kind of skipping over it but it's very much like a kid's song in a way like yeah hey let's have fun let's all be happy sing the song blah 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 I thought it was, I don't know why, but I really liked it, actually. Sam, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. It's not, uh, it's good. It reminds me of the chorus of the Lou song. 
Ah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when it shifted into the major key and got overly happy. But if it was a whole song, and it works, it's good, it's fun. It's really enjoyable to listen to. Really fun. Something that, like, my parents would have played for me when I was four. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But in that way, way, it has a sense of nostalgia, even though I've never heard it before. It just has so Mm. many similar themes to music from my childhood, my infancy, which I know is not four, but like younger than that. But even um, also, can I can I thank the use of brass in this song? Oh, love the horns. Love the horns. We have not been seeing enough horn use. This show has not been horny enough. Loved it. (laughs) You said it best. That is fact. Uh, yeah, oh, I think this, the song itself, to kind of talk about my opinions on it, I, I, I totally agree. It is very catchy. It's very kind of infantile, but also also has mass appeal. I don't know. Something about it. Yeah. I, it's funny. I feel like if Raffi were to have a 70s mini fro, he could look like this, dude. <laughs> Who's that? Raffi, legendary children's singer. I'm not familiar. Oh, okay. Unfortunately. Never, never mind. He's a, a a kid singer that is He apparently famous. wrote a song about the wall of moms in Portland. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Ten days ago. Cool. I'll have to check that out. I looked up how I thought Rafi would be spelled, and I got Mohammed Rafi, who is an Indian playback singer. It's R-A-F-F-I. Okay, I did one F. Oops. Ah. Rafi singer lyricist. Just like it, it's not that close of a resemblance, but the oh, the beard I know a lot and the of song, songs. yeah, yeah, it's so I yeah that that's a tangent. This song was good. This performance was excellent. <laughs> Agree. Do you think that this one will do well? No. <laughs> <laughs> like I, this is this is great. I can't see a jury voting for this. They're gonna be way too pretentious to give this points. Oh and yeah. Like, that's honestly not that unjustified. Like, but I, I, th- where should this go? Probably fifth. Where will this go? Probably 12th. I am 100% with Ellis. I, I think it could go even lower than 12th. Like, it's just such a kind of in your face flaunting of positivity to the, to the Eurovision jury that it's i don't know they may take offense um i great song can't stress it enough play this for your kids uh, <laughs> yeah. uh it's yeah De- b- definitely bottom half probably middle of the bottom half all right so we are at performance number 11 now which was elgems and christy with the song which means could it be happiness Play, 
What language is the song in? Dutch. Neat. In English. Oh, right, yeah. There was some English music. Oh, music. God, yeah. This song is, it switches languages halfway through. Yeah. And I, I didn't care for it. I didn't care for it either. I thought it was yeah. gimmicky and unnecessary. I don't really, this is the song that I think I remember the least out of the entire year. Honestly, yeah. I, that's good, because the song that I remember the least, we've already passed. Um, <laughs> this one, it, it was a ballad, as far as a ballad goes, you know. You have to be truly exceptional to stand out as a ballad. Um, and this was not exceptional. Her voice wasn't bad, though. It was definitely better than a lot of the other uh, attempts at, maybe not ballads, but like slower tempo songs. Um, her English was also pretty okay. I, I didn't like the gimmick of switching, but I don't think it hurt the song. Um, and then back to the point about uh, horn usage. This one had a pretty jaunty. <laughs> oh yeah, which yeah. which I thought uh, definitely brought some flavor to an otherwise uh, bland dish. Let's say. Um, so I don't know. This is this to me feels like an opposite Malta. Like nothing was really going for us, the listener, but it probably will be for the jury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It's like, I don't know. I feel like this was, I, I this strikes me as something that is going to end up down towards the bottom based on boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, um, I, yeah. Can, <laughs> I can imagine this one being in like 12th place. I don't think it's going to do well, but I top of the bottom half. Yeah. Um, I I liked her outfit. Well, kind of. I don't know. I think <laughs> I think it was it was a good maxi dress because it wasn't frumpy, but at the same time, I don't think it was very flattering. Um. Oh, I, the the baggy villas were, were wearing these weird pseudo nun outfits, which I thought were interesting. <laughs> pseudo um, nun. Yeah, but ultimately, this was kind of a this was a boring song that was pretty repetitive but at the same time it wasn't bad i thought the instrumentation was good um i think it should have either been all in dutch or all in english yeah the language the language switch on this one was pure gimmick there it gained nothing from it Mm. very gimmicky not good (laughs) yeah totally tacky hideous (laughs) dress no pitch (laughs) okay so you guys gave your kind of score predictions right yeah so that means it's time to move on to Israel's Shlomo Artsy with the song Atva Ani, which means you and me. Love the name Shlomo. 
Yeah, Shlomo's a solid name. Yeah. Um, this one, I thought, I liked this one quite a bit. I thought this was really fun. I also thought this compared to um, compared to Israel in I think it was yeah no in 2010 when they had that like heartthrobby ballad dude. This is a great example of using the Hebrew language to its strengths. Mm. And like I thought he I thought so I thought that was cool. I thought he was fun. I thought the song was fun. The Wawa guitars were cracking me up. Super Wawa. Yeah. Um, yes. Not inherently in a bad were way. They, uh, were they a convenience just... store in, in Jersey? Because that was Wawa. Hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is I hated this, it too. This, this, this was fun. This was a song. This was good. He looks like a pirate. He does. Oh, yeah, he does. This is the song that I think we can talk about disco. Like, well and truly. Yeah. Yes. Fun, danceable. They probably used the wah-wah pedal like seven times per note on that guitar. The outfit was pretty cool. The voice was good. Like you said, Ellis, the language, like it suited the song and it suited the lyrics. Um, There was some bongo drumming, which I thought was fun. A A lot of bongos. This was the year of bongos and marimbas. Yeah. That that um that guy from 1965 who played the bongos would be proud. Yeah, I mean, like Jonathan said earlier, just saying fun isn't being particularly articulate, but that is, I think, the best word to describe this song. It doesn't have the same energy and like flow and passion that Germany's did, but it yeah, is, it is equally fun. I would say. Yeah. yeah, I I would definitely agree. I think that this one is it's very fun and very dy- dynamic. I think um, this it is, is dynamic. Most, yeah, and yeah. it doesn't fall asleep in the verses either. Yeah, I think that throughout it has good energy. He has really good stage presence, and um, he connects to the audience really well. And I think that for being pretty much the only performer that has that is by themselves on stage, he does a really good job at kind of like of selling and giving us a show. Um, I like his outfit, pirate chic, and he has a really strong finish. I feel like, but yeah. had like that like big like percussion and then like the note and then like, boom, and then it was yeah, very good. Yeah, I think this is gonna do good. Like it, it th- I I don't. There's not much to complain about here, and so I think it's gonna, it, uh, like this this should just get some points. Yeah, I I can see this placing. Right around the middle, but like leaning towards the top. Thank you, Milan. Very cool. And uh, I've just been distracted. I got delivered uh, figs and cheese. Oh. I will be enjoying this thoroughly over the course of the next few songs. <laughs> if I'm excited. Moaning in the background. I apologize. I will try to prevent myself. But I mean, we might confuse uh, your rapture, rapturous pleas for. Um, your reaction to this next song, which is uh, Turkey, and it's Sanile Bir Dakika, which means One Minute With You by Samiha Yanki. <laughs>
It's actually Yanggu. I looked it up because I was really, oh, really by the spelling of the name. Yeah. It's a dotless I, which makes it like an ooh sound. Oh. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Weird. Fun, I think. We should use a dotless I in English. Why not? Yeah. I think so, too. Um, um, as far as my thoughts on this song goes, it was pretty good. It was somewhat memorable. And I think that's going to bump it up. Eh, maybe not, actually. <laughs> I like, I liked her outfit. I liked her voice. I think uh, there was a lot of like whimsy in the orchestration in the first half. And then it transitioned to something a little bit more intense later on. Like like the story, or sorry, the song told a story, which yeah. a lot of Eurovision songs don't do. It's like, hey, let's hold hands, you know. This one, there's there's something bigger going on here, or it's a part of something bigger, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, it was a memorable ballad for me. Yeah, I thought this one was... Uh... I thought that this was, again, the the verses dragged it down after a fun chorus, but I thought this was good. Like, the chorus was great. Her voice is really good. Her dress is really cool. Her dress was um, super Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I enjoyed this one. I don't think it's going to do necessarily that well, because I think it, I don't know, the chorus in this one was lovely i don't know if it's gonna stand up enough or stand out enough to do that well in the grand scheme of things but like this was good i yeah this is my second place of the entire year oh i yeah no i love this song it i just uh i I talk it kind of reminds me of um croatia 1998 which we've talked about before where it's a ballad but it's just it's so good it's so dynamic it builds on itself none of it really drags and it has soul, it has conviction, it has a full package for a ballad, I feel like. And I feel like she sells the hell out of it, too, because she's really impassioned. She's wearing a really, like, cool dress. I also really like the moment at the end where she, like, kind of, like, kneels down and has that camera shot going, like, out, out, out. That's super cool. I love the instrumentation. I think the flute intro is really, it's whimsical, like um, Ellis said. And it's, um, I don't know. It, I just really like this one. Um this is very dramatic, I think, and not like overly dramatic in a funny way, but just dramatic and impassioned and it's performed very well. I, yeah, I can't find any faults with the song. <laughs> like, mm. not in the same way as um, Malta's entry. I think that was what you said, Ellis, right? Like, there's nothing actually wrong with the song. It just doesn't fit Eurovision. Um, this one, nothing wrong with it. I think it fits Eurovision quite well. One of the Best ballads. No, no, I'll say it. The best ballad this year. Yes. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I, think, uh, I don't know if there's really much else to say. Yeah. Millen, how, like, how highly do you think this is going to get? Dude, I have no clue. Yeah. This I, one, it's hard to tell, I feel like. It could go anywhere. I hope it's not at the bottom. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Has Turkey performed? When was Turkey's first performance? First year of performance? This was their first performance, actually. Oh, really? Hey. Neat. Uh, maybe yeah, that'll they, either boost them they, or sink them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they've been consistently very good. Yeah, I think 
Turkey is a is one of my favorite ESC countries for sure. Yeah. All right. Did you guys? Wait. Well, how do you think this one will do? Uh, Millen had no clue. I don't either. Okay. I like. I really don't know where this is gonna end up. Okay, that's valid. Um, with that, I think we're going on to song number fourteen, which is Sophie's "Une Chanson C'est une Lettre," which means a song is a letter from Monaco. For me, I kind of already mentioned this, but I think that this is the best French language ballad of the night. I think it has the same syndrome of a lot of these songs where the verse kind of drags and it doesn't have a lot of cohesion with the chorus, but the chorus fucking honks. It's it has <laughs> it has a good beat. It's catchy. Her arms are out and she has these big billowy sleeves. Her dress is really cool. It's very pink and billowy and fun. Um, I like the accordion sounds also, um, and the pacing is pretty good. Good stage presence too. Yeah, I can get, I can definitely get with this being the best French language ballad of the night. Um, that said, like, I think it's missing something. I don't know what. Yeah. Again, like that's come up so many times, and I don't really know why. But it's like, it's it, it feels thin. Like it feels like it needs something to pad it out and make it beefier and more full but it's just like uh, yeah but aside from that it's very good i love her dress that outfit i would wear it if i could um (laughs) i i think i'm with you ellis though in that there's something missing and what i liken this song to uh was like a carousel theme like there's nothing inherently wrong with a carousel theme it just it's not meant to be listened to in a serious setting, I guess. It's It's got fun okay. and whimsy in a way, but it doesn't like force the listener to pay attention to the song. And I think yeah. that's happening here as well. Like, it was, it was fun. Her voice uh, was very nice. She had, you know, she had some range, which was... Not not like a powerhouse range, but she definitely showed some more range than other performers this year. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It was it was kind of like, all right, this song is good. It's it's a ballad. It's a fun ballad, but it doesn't bring the attention to itself in a serious way. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, it, it it lacks a sort of like compelling quality, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you think that that will kind of hinder it in the results? I mean, I think this is going to do better than... It's going to do better than France and, and Luxembourg, probably. Pro- probably. Um, can't say anything for certain in this in this contest. Um, but like, I think it'll do... I think it'll do okay. Yeah, I... Hmm... I think it should place better than France and Luxembourg for sure. But aside from those and compared to 
the relatively fun field that we have otherwise even some of the ballads are you know we've got some like kind of pop ballads they're they're kind of fun um this one i i would not say shares that quality in quite the yeah. same way if that makes sense yeah. i don't know i don't yeah. know <laughs> no yeah it, it it's hard to describe but i i think we're all on the same page pretty much uh-huh. good song will probably do worse than it deserves yeah we're ready to move on to finland and this is yeah. song number 15 old man fiddle by pia sweet hayat come to play again and light this night up into flame just his dancing fiddling bow brings to life our sleepy toes in this old bar till morning blows so kiss the blues goodbye let a mountain melody brighten the night and make the good times fly free time dancing free in ragtime reverie pick up your lazy legs and give it a try Excuse me, yeah, I'm what? I'm gonna say it. <laughs> what? Yeah, just excuse me, what to this whole song? But can I say something? Yes. My absolute winner of the entire year. So good. It ah! was so good. <laughs> this is a bop. Oh my god. This was so confusing. <laughs> I the can last I... thing I expected when we did 19 when we chose 1975 was Finnish bluegrass. It... Like. Yes, this is, I feel like, so I was conflicted because I really like the Turkish song. And I was like, oh, is this my winner or is Finland my winner? Then I thought about it. And this song is doing things that I don't think have really ever been, that I have not seen at Eurovision before. Because it has, it's very like 70s folk country vibes, but also sort of sounds like Irish folk music. Um, And I mean, we have to talk about the fiddle. The fiddle is fabulous. He's really talented. The banjo! They brought a banjo oh, the, on stage at Eurovision! Uh, this is so good. And just like the singing too. I think the singing is kind of what reminds me of Irish folk music because it's very like tight fast harmonies. and tight harmonies and also sort of similar to, I don't know, like, reminds me of like this song like Whiskey in the Jar sort of, which is very. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very fast song. vocals kind of in the same style and also like. Probably not banjo, but maybe like mandolin and also fiddle and yeah, I love this. <laughs> this was great. I I don't think I appreciated it as much as I should the first go around, just because I was trying to figure out what was happening and what I was watching and like why Finland brought a mandolin. Like there is a fiddle, a mandolin, an acoustic guitar, a banjo, and two vocalists. The two vocalists look like. American Gothic. That is literally <laughs> what I wrote. I said American Gothic, but Higa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, I, it was so strange and so unexpected, but really good. Mm. This, to me, um, there's a Canadian rock band called Mother Mother, which has a song featuring a uh, fiddle-esque riff in it. Um, and this song could easily be one of their songs from like the early 2000s. And yeah. that's a huge compliment because I love that band. Um, everything about this was spectacular. From the complete understatement 
of their outfits and their performance to the actual song, it felt in other cases where the song is more energetic than the person, you're like, all right, I don't know if they really want to be here. In this way, it felt almost like there's some literary analysis to be done. Like there's a juxtaposition going on, something you could dig deep into this. I, everything about this tune was going fast, going, it, what, what did you say? It honked? Yeah. It honks. It absolutely honks. <laughs> it, it honks so, so hard. Or loud, I guess. Um, <laughs> loud and hard, I would argue. I adore this song. <sighs> it's so, it's, it's great. It's great. I'm glad this exists. Can't find it on Spotify, though, which is a real shame. <sighs> Darn. Also, the fact that it was in English surprised me. I was going to say the same thing. I think it works really well in English, yeah. which is surprising because I feel like a lot of times I'm I'm kind of with the mindset of like just sing in your native language. But wait, this was one was helped by the English. I did yeah. not notice. <laughs> Shows you how good I am at paying attention to lyrics. <laughs> so do you think this one could risk the win or... Is it not? No, quite there. I don't no. think that. I don't think the jury is gonna be nearly as enthusiastic about this as we are. <laughs> like, I think it's good. It, it, this should question mark do well because it's still like a a good, well made song, which should theoretically attract jury votes. But I don't think this the jury. I don't think that a fully juried year is gonna let a Finnish bluegrass song win. <laughs> I think like Jonathan That's said a devious that, cackle. <laughs> um like Jonathan said, this song brought stuff to Eurovision that simply had not been done before. And unfortunately, uh Eurovision does not usually take too well <laughs> to experimentation and such things. Yeah. Mm. So personally, this is in my top five. Um Actually, no, top three, yeah. I don't know how it's going to rank, though. Probably in the top ten. That said, very questioningly. Sounds good. And we are in the home stretch. Four songs left. We're talking about song number 16 right now, which is Madruga, which means Dawn, by Duarte Mendez from Portugal. Before we do that, Fun Fact Fjord. Welcome to the Fun Fact Fjord. Hey. Yeah. Wait, um, so there's one more controversy corner left. We only, there's not many songs. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're going to get there. Um, but, um, but, so yeah, this, this, the Portuguese song is about the jubilation and relief following the Carnation Revolution of 1974, which was um, an uprising where People drove out Portuguese uh, dictatorial, dictatorial Prime Minister Marcelo Caetano. Neat. And when we get to the 1970, 73 or 74 contest, we'll talk about a direct link that Eurovision has to this revolution. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's fun. Um, so what did you think of this, this performance? Oh, this one makes me angry 
Because the the chorus doesn't go with the verses. They're two different songs. And I really like the verses. And I was really excited to see how it was going to culminate. And then it changed into a different song and made me sad. Because, like, the the, chor- the the verses in the opening verse, it's like, ooh, Bond song. He's doing a Portuguese Bond song. I really like this. This is exciting and cool. And I really wish it had just stayed this, stayed with that theme. But it pivots. And it's like, they're they're both good, but I wish that it had either gone so that the whole thing sounded more like the chorus so that I didn't get excited in the first place. Or even better, that he stuck with like the sort of like, broody horns bond song-ish theme that was in the verses and paid it off what did you think melon i'll be honest here's what i wrote for the notes damn forgot notes (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) for some reason the the only thing that i really remember about this song was that his self-portrait was pretty good i'm sure it was a good song i just Like, I, even while listening to it, I was completely zoned out. <laughs> Can I tell you the truth? Yeah. I, I handed it off to you because I had to go back and listen to it really quick because I did not remember it at all. But um, now that my memory is refreshed, I did like it. I do agree with Alice, though, that there's, like, once again for, like, the 10th time, there's no cohesion between the verses and the chorus. And the and verses are so good! The verses are really good, and I like... I like the dramatic percussion. I like the the sweeping uh, string sounds. And the chorus isn't bad. It's just from a different song that has a different feel. And I understand that. I think that it kind of captures the, I guess, the feeling of like, political turmoil and then, like, release. But um, kind of strange, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I, I just quickly yeah. re-listened to parts of it. And... I have a unique experience now of listening to something for the first time while also being familiar with it. Um, oh, yeah. I'm able to, like, I don't know. It was, it, was, it was neat. But perhaps that's a story for, I don't know, a psychology podcast or something. <laughs> as far as the song goes, Ellis is spot on. There's this, uh, it's, it's percussion forward, which you don't usually find in a ballad. Um, his voice is excellent. It's got like this slight vibrato to it in a way that makes it sound very intimate, even when he's making these kind of grand, uh, when he's singing these grand notes. The outfit as well, he's got a pretty wide collar. It's this awesome salmon shirt with almost what looks like a child's drawing of a seagull far away as the <laughs> collar. <laughs> um, yes. Good, good song. Uh, about the chorus as well it's it it does feel off this man is like a little bit too skilled very good self-portrait great voice good song what can't he do i mean i mean clearly keep my attention the first time listening (laughs) (laughs) definitely that do you think that he'll be able to keep the attention of the jurors um i don't know It's also not supposed to be a very political event, and I know that that's not like a quote-unquote political topic that he's talking about, but it may it may be uh, taken as taken with some offense, I guess, by the jurors. 
I think this this could be so good. This could be so good. Yeah. And it's not, but I think it's still gonna do okay. Um because like the component parts are good and I hope that the jury will see that. Okay, so third to last song comes from Spain. It is Tu Volverá, which means You'll Return by Sergio y Estabeliz. Um, oh, and Fact Fjord. Welcome to the Fact Fjord. Oh. <laughs> um, these two are an actual couple, but they don't look like they know each other, and they seem miserable to be. Wait, they're an actual stage. couple? They're an, I was so shocked, and you're um, kidding me. In contrast, um, the two performers from Italy are not, which I would have thought oh, it would have really? been the other way around. Absolutely, yeah. That is very. Don't they have the same last name? Oh no, because it's not. They're not Wes Getzy and Dory Getzy. It's Wes, no last name, and Dory Getzy. Uh, okay. Which is weird, but anyway, um, we're unfortunately God. talking about this song right now, yeah. and there's nothing special about this, and it's objectively probably the worst song of the night. <laughs> I would probably agree with that. Yeah. Man, I entirely disagree. Really? Oh, really? Entirely disagree. I thought this song was grooving the whole time. Grooving? Grooving. Oh. Unless I wrote my notes for Portugal on the one about Spain, like... I wouldn't say that Portugal was grooving either. I wouldn't say... Yeah, no, I thought this one was grooving. I think that the two singers, I did not see them as a couple at all, but I thought vocally they complemented each other well. Um, There was... uh, It was pretty drum and horn forward as well. And there were some cool like guitar uh, counter melodies that were snuck in there. Um, I thought I thought it was good. This is in my top five, actually. Oh really? Oh wow. <laughs> the ending also felt very conclusive and whole. Like there's a lot of Eurovision songs where they essentially fade to black, and I don't like those endings at all. But this one, it felt like it kind of it kept the same thing going, but it also still felt like a meaningful conclusion yeah i was i was grooving along to this one i was not a bop not a banger not even a jam but certainly a groove yeah this is yeah yeah i mean i'm you all know that i'm not opposed to a ballad but i think that this one just for me it 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 lack it doesn't stand out and it it i think for me it kind of just needed something for because i don't think that they're making a lot of choices i mean i think that having kind of like heavy brass is a choice but i think that this is kind of just your standard everyday ballad for me um in my notes i wrote sunny and share but worse <laughs> yeah they do kind of give that vibe i said that, the, that. I, I said that estabeliz looks a lot like um christina ricci i don't know who that is hey um like wednesday from the adams family movies oh yeah 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 <laughs> um this like Uh, it's i don't think this is necessarily as bad as you do but it's so odd these two are such an odd pairing 
because <laughs> she's like full flowy gown, long hair, kind of hippie looking. And he's in a gray suit. And it's just, they look like the exact opposite of each other. And it's so weird having them both on stage at the same time in a song that doesn't really suit how either of them look. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. The first thing I wrote down was yeesh. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, I don't necessarily think this is as bad as Jonathan. It's, it doesn't suck, but then night that's the theme of the year. It doesn't suck. And so like, I don't think this is that good at, at, in yeah. the slightest. So one thing I will say is that like, I think it has artistic integrity and like, I accept that it's a song. <laughs> it's, it's it's not my it's not my last place i think that's probably yugoslavia but um yeah for me it's it's pretty close to last for me i think like ellis was saying the on-stage chemistry of these two is non-existent replace mm. either of them with joy fleming you've got a song <laughs> ten times better. oh could you imagine joy fleming singing the song? <laughs> it would be so much better it would be better if she doesn't fit it like something she's got so much going for her I would cackle if this was like Estevalise and Joy Fleming just doing <laughs> doing it, but like Estevalise is giving you nothing like she is in this song, and Joy Fleming is giving you way too much than this song should ever have. <laughs> That's that is uh an idea. I like it. <laughs> um I I don't know how this will place. This to me feels like a the beginning of a Sergio and Estabilis, uh memorial song that Millen overrates, perhaps. <laughs> I don't, you know, every now and then, I guess, one will come along. But I, I quite enjoyed this one. How about you, Alice? Do you think that this one will be I, a song that Millen overrates? Um, yes, I do. I don't think, I, I don't know where this is going to end up. I don't think it'll be dead last, but who knows? <laughs> we will see. Yeah. Okay, so that we're moving on to the second to last song of the night, which was from Sweden, and it was Jenny Jenny by Lars Berghagen, song number 18. For me, this is a better version of Mikado from Switzerland, oh. just because I think huh. I think that the chorus is pretty similar, except it's kind of more catchy and it has what I think that song lacks, and I think it has more cohesion with the verses also. I have okay, yeah. I have some suggestions for this song. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, in that this needs to do what Israel's did in 1988 or what Common People by Pulp does, where it accelerates over the course of the song and ends at a higher tempo than it begins at. Ooh, that would have been good. Like, I think that would have made this song so much better and so much more enjoyable to listen to. 
because I liked it, but it felt very one note. And by the end of it, I was starting to get bored of it because it had been very similar for very long. And I think that would, the, the like the beat of the song is conducive to that. And I think it would have made it just better overall. Um, also, the singer is remarkably unremarkable. <laughs> mm. I that, he, that he fancies himself a Swedish uh, Tom Jones. <laughs> the for me, um, the song, the only part of the song that was worthwhile was uh, the instrumentation and orchestration. It, yeah, that was. Cool. I would almost say it had a little bit of like a Moroccan vibe to it. It was almost like this kind of big band film score, but Moroccan, yeah. which I thought was an interesting choice. Um, I hated the lyrics. Yeah. Was, his voice sucked. The lyric, terribly written. Uh, like, that's kind of all I have to say. Yeah, I, I, so in terms of how I felt about the song, I didn't love it, but I don't know. I think that this song is better not to like keep comparing to switzerland but i feel like this song is better but the singer is worse he doesn't have a lot of charisma and, okay yeah um, i don't think he has a huge i mean he has stage presence but um yeah i'll agree that the lyrics aren't very good but in general i think this is a respectable host entry yeah yeah i can agree with that Okay, so um, do you think that uh, this will match the success of ABBA or not quite? No. <laughs> no! I forgot this was Sweden. Yeah, God, jeez. Um, yeah. He actually no. came second to ABBA in the, the 1974 selection. <laughs> they are glad they did not choose him then. Yeah. Um, I don't... I, okay, I think the song has more going for it than the performance. Um. When I yeah. said that the only parts that I like about it are pretty much everything besides like the person, that I don't know why I phrased it so negatively, but that's it's it's an okay song. Um, so I think this will be in the top half, but I, probably leaning toward like eight or nine. Yeah, I can. I I'm I'm on board with that. All right. So are we ready to move on to the last song of the night? Yeah. Um, but. Like Millen reminded me a few songs ago, we are moving on to Controversy Corner. Uh oh. Oh, yes. Controversy Corner. So, this is this is so wild. Oh, but, um, okay. So, um, in 1979, uh, Dory, the female singer, and her husband, who is not Wes, it's this guy named um, Fabrizio, they were kidnapped <laughs> by. Whoa. Um, they were kidnapped by a Sardinian crime syndicate and they were held captive for four months on a mountain and were released on December 21st after her husband's family um, like paid and like kind of fundraised 500 million lire. Whoa. Whoa. As a ransom. Um, this story, this, the whole story is actually super interesting um, and you can uh, listen to more of it on uh, the Euphoria podcast, the episode—I forget what episode it was—but um, well, let me find. It. I really did a poor job of taking notes this <laughs> episode, but um, yeah, in the episode fifty-six called "Kidnapped." You can hear the entire story, and it is really interesting and super weird. <laughs> That's wild, and like, 
so I that that makes me assume that she and or her husband were some level of celebrity outside of representation at Eurovision. Um, yeah, her husband, I'm pretty sure was like a pretty prolific Italian songwriter. Um, again, something I should have taken notes on. Dang. Um, Italian pop power couple. Yeah. Um, Fabrizio DeAndre, um, was an Italian singer songwriter also known for his sympathies towards anarchism, left liberalism and pacifism. Ah, There you go. That's Mm. fresh and funky. Oh, and it says on his Wikipedia page, his songs often featured marginalized and rebellious people, rumini, prostitutes, and knaves, and attacked the Catholic Church hierarchy. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's quite a stance to take as a prominent Italian singer-songwriter. Yeah, that's pretty punk rock for the 1970s. <laughs> Aside from that, I thought this was a very um, nice way to end. I thought it was very contemporary for the 70s. And um, at the risk of uh, repeating myself, very fun. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was cool to see uh, an Italian black guy at Eurovision. Um, Yeah, totally. But I don't know. The song, there was very little energy or passion like yeah. it, it felt like they were just there to show up and sing the song and then leave and it was ugh, like it needed more speed it needed more energy it needed more oomph that's interesting i think i read that the opposite way really yeah i felt that the lack of what you say the lack of passion i read it more as kind of like a sultry tone perhaps i said that it was something that I could imagine in like a film noir, you know, the little bit on the darker side, very, I think their voices together were excellent. Um, Mm. Yeah, that's true. It was a little bit mysterious. It was still exciting. It was still engaging. Maybe they were not on stage, but the song itself was exciting and engaging. Um, Definitely had soul, not sure about conviction. That seems to be mm-hmm. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like this one. I did too. I think I kind of read it more in the way that Millen did. I think that it. I don't. I feel like if they were, I think that it was very sultry and romantic and kind of. It was chill. It was like an R and B kind of soul mood, and I feel like if they approached it with more outward enthusiasm, it would have been off putting and it wouldn't have fit the song, which I guess might come down to like an issue with a song that it's a little bit too muted but i thought the song itself was fine i don't know if it was sort of i would say it's more soul than disco but it definitely had some electronic not electronic elements but it had a synthesizer sort of what 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 even was that it was kind of an organ almost um i'm not sure oh yeah i think it was an organ i don't know i would have to yeah but um find it yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fun. It was a. It was a. It was a super. It was a very chill way to end 
uh, yeah. the contest to kind of go into the voting or go into the weird um, compilation of artwork. Did you watch? Did you guys watch that? Not no, to get ahead of stick, ourselves. I didn't stick around for the interval this time. Oh, the interval was this. Um, it was this weird like slideshow of kind of like surrealist art done by this Swedish artist, and then it was accompanied by um, the orchestra playing something. Cool. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts on the song. Do you guys have anything else before we get into the scores? Not really. It, it's like it's not a great finisher, is it? I I actually felt that compared to years when you've had a slow finisher and you're left exhausted by it, this one was like it didn't ramp the energy up right at the end. Like woohoo, we've made it through this entire thing. But it was a nice way to ease out, I guess. Yeah, the contest. So, it was like Switzerland in 1965. I feel like where it was, it was slow but like kind of powerful, and it, it set you in the good mood. Yeah, yeah. I think John, Jonathan, and I are just reading the energy in this song differently than Ellis. Yeah, and it's very much still like the same song. You know, I can easily, easily see how Ellis's interpretation could very well be my own. Um, but I, mm. I like this song. thought it was a good way to end the night. Do these happen at night? I always assume they do, but they do. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I think, I think this is going to rank highly. Ooh, how high? It's, it's in my top five. This is probably number five, no, number four of five. Ooh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, absolutely thought this was going to trend towards the bottom hmm. okay so i think that's the end of our discussion on the songs and all we have left to do is find out the results and choose our next year all right so before we get into the reveal the big reveal um real quick who do you think is going to be first and who do you think is going to be last Jimmy. starting with Milan. oh sorry <laughs> oh, well starting with whoever i don't really care but <laughs> i had it myself uh germany first and then I don't know who's going to be last. I don't think uh, Germany first, and then one of like Spain, Italy, France. I just named three of the biggest countries in this contest. <laughs> I don't know. Germany first, question mark, question mark, question mark, last. Um, for me, maybe I know I said the UK is second, but they're they're kind of up at the top for me as far as potential winners. Personal winner, it's also Germany first. Um, but I think maybe UK first, uh, and then um, Yugoslavia last. Good choices. <laughs> um, all right, so um, without further ado, in last place, 19th, was Turkey with three points. Ooh, ouch. Uh, wow. okay. I thought that was a good ballot. That was... It, it was my second place of the entire year. I don't know how this got last. Shocking. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, I will say, though, it's good to see a sensible point system. It really is. <laughs> We've missed it. Um, but yeah, so second to last place with 18, we had... Norway. Oh, I forgot that did so bad. Huh. Yeah. Undeserved. Yeah, yeah, that was undeserved. Hers is pretty good. Yeah, she was a yeah. better singer, and there were worse versions of that song. So. These are the there really were two of the best ballads tonight. 
Yeah, I think that the results this year are kind of bullshit, but I don't really remember a lot of them, so we'll find out along the way, but yeah. Oh boy, okay. 17th place was Germany. No! What? I have no idea how this what? is so poorly. Uh, it, no! Everything about that song was wonderful. <laughs> Unless the jury is like shockingly blatantly ageist and fat phobic like i don't know what's going on disgusting yeah. what huh? yeah ah yeah this is a tough one that's filthy god yeah. who's gonna win this watch it be mm. finland <laughs> watch it be finland for for team chaos it's never <laughs> not gonna be finland i I would be willing to bet my toe that it's not Finland. <laughs> <laughs> okay, has the is the morning period over? Are you ready for sixteenth place or seventeenth? Yeah. No, wait, what? Sixteenth. Yeah. I can't do counting. The entire There's Portugal. Whoa, we got a lot of heavy hitters right here at the bottom. Gosh, we sure do. Darn. Um, Ellis, this I'm pretty sure this unveiling ceremony for us. It's just going to be a lot of, but that's worse than Germany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hashtag worse than Israel, worse than or worse than Iceland, worse than Moldova. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay. In fifteenth place, following Portugal, we had Belgium. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that, I'm that's more than okay with that. Yeah, that one deserved. Yeah. All right. Fourteenth, we had Monaco. Oh, that was the that was the cute pink dress. Yeah, and like the accordion. Yeah, again, shockingly low. It should have done better than Luxembourg and France, I guess. Too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh well, thirteenth place, Yugoslavia should have been last or much closer. Worse than Germany. One thing I will say, though, is that between Germany, which was 17th, and Yugoslavia, 13th, there's only seven-point difference. That is true. Yeah. Tight. Also, yeah. Malta is still in. Malta's still in, baby. Let's go singing this song. Yes. <laughs> singing the song for the win. <laughs> um, Watch it next. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine if that... I mean, I guess that's... A, anyway. Um, what are we at? 12th place now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, 12th place. Is Malta. Oh! But could you imagine if that won? <laughs> would have been so good if it won. Also, just to toot my own horn, I called it. I called 12th place for Malta. Just just saying. Just saying. Nicely done, nicely done. Let's go. Let's go. Yes. I, will, I will take my award at your convenience. Nostradamus. <laughs> yeah. I forgot entirely about the Netherlands. Yeah, the Netherlands is still there. They're probably so is gonna, Ireland. They're probably going to do pretty well. Hmm. Um, but are we ready for uh, 12th? Yes. Uh, we are to 12th. 11th. 11th. 11th place. Israel. Oh. Yeah. Well, also kind of low. I should have done better. Also, yeah. Flip this entire graph. I'm fine with that. Yeah, honestly. Um, so, yeah. So we're in the top 10. Our countries that we have left are the Netherlands, Ireland, France, Luxembourg, Switzerland, UK, Finland, Sweden, Spain, Italy. Hold on. Does Luxembourg... Wait. Wait. They misspelled Luxembourg. Oh, they did. 
That's <laughs> fun. Maybe it was just, you know, times were different in the 70s. They must have run out of room. I don't think they did because they fit the United Kingdom. <laughs> that is oh, true. Weird. Yeah, there's, they, they didn't put O in Luxembourg. That's really odd. That is odd. Huh. Good catch. <laughs> okay. Um, are we ready for 10th place? Yes. Spain. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I didn't okay. super overrate it, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, ninth place. Ireland. Wow. Yeah. That performed better than it Too should've. well. Yeah. The Warburgs. Yeah. Curse you. Warburgs. All right. The, really, the only thing they had going for them was, was those uh, bejeweled pocket flaps. Oh, yes. And they got them all the way from zero points to, to ninth place. Because <laughs> without them, they would be nothing. That's true. Without those, toss those jackets away. They're just husks of men. They would get negative points, actually. (laughs) Okay. Eighth place. Coming at you. Sweden. That is higher than it should be. Yeah. 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 All right. Seventh place. Finland. No. That is. I'm, I'm impressed that it got that far. Yeah. Like. It's I'm, so frankly, yeah. Yeah, it's weird and it's amazing, but not what you'd oh. expect from Eurovision. So good job, Eurovision. You got one yeah. right so far. <laughs> you did get one right, and I would. Could you imagine if that song won? That would be wild. That would have changed the course of Eurovision forever. I think Apple, it would have. That, that would, Apple would be not such be a, popular. <laughs> I was gonna say that would have been such a strange trajectory of going from ABBA winning to then that winning. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Okay. So, sixth place was Switzerland. Heyo. Again, higher than it really should be, but... Yeah. Oh, well. All right, so going into the top five, we have left the Netherlands, France, Luxembourg, the UK, and Italy. Out of those five, who do you think is going to take the crown? For me, it's got to be either the UK or Netherlands. I... Netherlands. I think it's... I think Netherlands. All right, so in the fifth position, we had Luxembourg. I don't know how it got that high. That's 84 points. Dang. Perfectly okay with that. But Luxembourg got 81 more points than Turkey. Okay, yeah, that's 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 kind of whack. <laughs> that is whack. Orange is the new... No, whoa, whoa, clockwork orange. <laughs> orange is the new... <laughs> she was the clockwork orange I makeup girl right yeah she was yeah dang not good yeah not cool not cool luxembourg germany come on step up your game as far as being voted on correctly yeah that's another thing too that they got 69 points more than germany whack wild crazy (laughs) anyway yeah not nice fourth place france works for me uh, should have yeah. been way, way lower. I agree, on this list. but it works I for me. It... It's not higher. <laughs> yeah. I think I liked it the most out of the the three of us, and I feel like even fourth might have been a little bit too high. But I think I think it deserves it's deserved for me. Ellis, it seems like at a certain point during these, we give up hope and just start like accepting <laughs> accepting small wins. At least it's yeah. not higher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a, a frequent phrase. 
Yep. Okay. So in third place, following Luxembourg, we had Italy with 115. Ooh. Pretty big jump from 91. Okay. So as you predicted, Millen, the top two is Netherlands and the United Kingdom. Watch it be another UK second place. Knock on wood. It's totally going to be a UK second place because the Netherlands were better than the UK. <laughs> well, even in a like Eurovision focused way. Are you ready to find out? I'm so ready to find out. Yeah. Hey! The UK was second place. Hey! UK second place. Still you called it within the first few minutes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's absurd. Are you looking at these results? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so is this the third time the UK has gotten third place? Yeah. yeah. They did. The second place that we've t- covered because 65, 88, and 75. Yeah. Huh. Okay. And all three of them were somewhat undeserved. This was, I think this, this is the most deserved. The most this deserved is, yeah. of the three, yeah. Yeah. Still okay, no, so then, no Germany, no Israel. <laughs> yeah. These results are, to- are these are truly whack. Like, I, we're, I, 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 I don't even know what to say. <laughs> anyway. This year are... for the juries was the equivalent of our um, 88 part two episode. Yeah. Whack. <laughs> Confused and lost. Um, Things are going wrong. <laughs> yes. All right, so as we talked about, the first performer of the night, Netherlands, uh, was in first place. How many points do you think that they they received? Or maybe how many more points do, they, do you think that they got than the United Kingdom? I think they're going to come in at 145. I'm thinking that's a pretty small jump, especially given the past few jumps. I'm thinking at, at least 150. Okay. Are we ready? Yes. It's 152. Whoa! Dang! Uh, nice. That's not as high as I was expecting, I guess. But okay, cool. Yeah. Did we want to look at the um some breakdown of the, the scores? Yeah, flex. Good to see that Finland got two twelves. Oh yeah, they did from from Germany and Switzerland. <laughs> um, huh. we we have German Finnish solidarity as far as good songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who gave um Germany points? Uh, Luxembourg, Malta, and Spain. Huh. An eight, Finland. three, and a four. I, how did that wonderful song come down with an eight, a three, and a four? How did Malta, of all places, give them a three when they gave a song that Malta gave meant for tiny youth children? Good question. But also, I feel like I would have thought that this would, would have been one that like got a 12 and then... Yeah. I, I'm surprised that no one thought this was the best in the field. I, yeah. I don't think that this was the best song, but I'm surprised that no one thought it could have been. Yeah. Luxembourg got the first 12 in Eurovision history. Oh, neat. Good for them, I guess. Bad Which, song, but good for them, I guess. That's kind of gross, but whatever. Um... And every single country gave the Netherlands and... Yeah, no, just the Netherlands got a, a point from every single country. UK was really close. Missing yeah, one they missed, missed one from Turkey and then Italy missed one from the Netherlands. Hmm. All right. So, are, is that it, do you think? I think that's it. All right. So, um, normally we do a random year, but I kind of wanted to... Going into this, I had high expectations because I've seen other 70s contests. And this didn't really hit the mark for me. 
So I wanted to give you all the full 70s experience. And I'm still kind of torn between two different years. There's, I want to do either 77 or 79. Probably 79. Should we, should we do it? Should we, we should do Genghis it. Khan. We should, should we? It's so good. Genghis Khan is so good. And also, um, 79 as a whole is a really good year, too. So Everything about that performance is peak. It's exceptional. So are we doing 79? I would love to. Awesome. So it again, so it sounds like we chose it randomly. <laughs> oh, wow. Look fine. at that. 79. <laughs> Whoa. We got 1979 on random.org randomizer. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about that one. <laughs> I've been spending too much time on TikTok, clearly, because I read Chile as child. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I forgot my screen was recording also. Sorry. Interesting. I like how that also that was the first child TV <laughs> you refused to broadcast. Dale. Uh, that's funny. Okay. So I think that, that about does it for um Eurovision Rewind uh this week. Um Please join us next week when we talk about the 1979 contest held in the city of Jerusalem. And oh, yeah. Um, and until then, um, wait, that's super political, right? Because I'm assuming who won 78. Um, I will. Uh, uh, Israel did. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> not yeah. Not Tel Aviv. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the history of the cities there. Maybe there was no Tel Aviv in '79. I'm sure there was. There was. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, right. Very cool. Controversy corner. Controversy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So. Yeah. See you next time. Bye. Yeah. Once again, thank you for listening to the Eurovision Rewind podcast. If you liked the show and would like to follow us on social media, you can do so at Eurovision underscore Rewind on Instagram. Uh, or at vocabgumbo on Twitter. You can check out our website at vocabgumbo.com. There you will find every episode of Eurovision Rewind, as well as links to our other show, 3 out of 4 Voices, and any other stuff that we might put out, including our Patreon, which you can go to directly at patreon.com forward slash vocabgumbo. There you can subscribe for an amount of your choice every month, and it kicks us a little money to help cover the costs of the show so uh tune in for next week for our rewind on the very exciting year of 1979 so for jonathan and for millen and for all of us here at vocab gumbo i've been ellis thanks for listening bye